It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you If you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The raw talent podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light is the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome back It is time to get real raw again as we seek together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. Today, we're going to get real raw and talk about where we are financially. We're going to talk about money. What is our financial 20, right? Or in other words, what is our location in life in the area of finances? So this is the first part of a three-episode conversation on our financial 1020 or our financial 20. I got to put a little disclaimer out there, right? I am not a financial advisor, so no advice will be given in this episode or any of the three episodes where I give any advice on financial matters. If you think you need some advice on your finances, I would av- absolutely advocate that you seek out a professional, you seek out a financial advisor or a counselor. Today and throughout this series, I am going to ask a lot of questions. And I'm going to ask these questions in regards to our financial status or location, our 1020, with this understanding. You see, I believe that when we ask right questions, we receive the right answers. When we ask good questions, we receive good questions. So when we ask God questions in faith, sincerity, and humility, I believe God will bless us with answers in the truth. So right out of the gate, we could ask, we could ask God, right, to reveal in the next week. In the next week, God, reveal to me what is money. Right? Or we can simply ask the question, what is money, and do our own research. Simply stated, money is a symbol of value. It's simply a symbol of value. The paper it's printed on has no value. If we really reflect on it, especially in our present state right now, it's really possible that our currency could have literally no value. So let that one sink in for a second, that our currency could go to zero. It could have literally no value, depending on what situation we're in. Without an agreed-upon value, money is worthless, especially if the money is not backed by any commodity or another commodity that has value, like precious metals like gold and silver. But even those that have an agreed-upon value, right? if, if chaos ensues in the world, let's be very clear, you cannot eat paper, gold, and silver. You can't eat that stuff. You may be able to start a fire with paper, but that paper money is not going to heat your shelter for any length of time, right? We need fuel. We need wood. We need something beyond paper. Money, as we know, is debt. I'm going to make kind of a, a statement here today that money is debt. And if people don't believe me, I'm going to have us just look at our currency right now. Like literally go get a dollar bill, go get a $10 bill. Pause the podcast, grab a dollar bill, grab a $10 bill, and look at our currency, our money. So look at the dollar bill or look at the $10 bill, and you'll notice a few things. And probably all of this is in plain view, and most of us take this for granted, or most of us never really observe this. First of all, it's called a Federal Reserve note. It's not called an American dollar bill. It's not called a United States dollar bill or a United States dollar Right? And it's not from the United States Bank. We don't have time to, to go into it today, but you could do your own research on the Federal Reserve that was created in 1913. The bottom line, it's not an American entity or organization. 
Second, look at a dollar bill and notice how it describes what that piece of printed paper is, what that dollar bill actually is. Notice what's printed on the money. It's printed in plain view for everybody to read and everyone to see. On the currency, on our money, it says, for example, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Legal tender for all debts. Let me say that again. All debts. Right there on our money. Money is created by the banks in the form of debt. Not from money deposited into the banks. Not from money on hand. So money is created by debt and the promise of payment on that debt. In other words, they're going to give us a loan. We're going to promise to pay that money and they've just created an amount of money. They've put that into circulation. This promise of payment on that debt. And we can use our money to pay back that debt as legal tender, right? And of course, they make boatloads of money on the interest, often very high interest added to the repayment amount of that loan. And banks then can loan more money based on that debt and the promises of payment on the loans. The bottom line is they have very little money on hand. If everyone went to pull out their money right now from every bank, we would wake up to a very rude reality. So what, what is going on, right? The whole system is an illusion. It is a form of control, especially if they can create digital currency. So with a push of a button, they can zero you, zero me, especially if we don't fall in line. If you don't fall in line with their agenda, with their values, with their principles, with their way of thinking, with a push of a button, they can zero you out. So let's see if any of this is founded in truth, that debt and money are forms of control. Let's just see if if money can be a form of control. So let's read Proverbs 22.7. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Pretty cut and dry, right? Right there in plain view. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Slave. So, with that truth in mind, what is your financial location? Your financial 1020. What is mine? What's my financial location? What is my financial 1020? Do we have limited debt? moderate debt or a boatload of debt? Again, a key question we have to ask ourselves in terms of financial truth, do we have limited debt, moderate debt, or a ton of debt? And if we have debt, if so, then we know we are slaves. It is a real and raw truth. It is real and it is raw and it may even hurt. It may hurt to wake up, but it's truth. If we're carrying debt, then in some way, shape, or form, we are slaves. If we have debt in any amount, any amount, and we don't have financial intelligence around money, we don't have financial intelligence around debt, and we don't have an understanding of financial independence, then we are slaves. Leave no doubt, if we don't have this knowledge or this truth, or we're carrying debt, then we're living as slaves. And if I'm off the mark here and upsetting some folks, I mean, try not paying a mortgage or your rent bill. Try not paying that. Try not paying an electric bill or an oil bill. Try telling a boss that you're not coming to work tomorrow because you're just not in the mood. I don't feel like it right now. 
I don't feel like coming to work. Try operating in that way. I'm just not going to come in. So the starting point in any journey is the truth. Wherever we start, we have to start in truth. The starting point in our lives is a clear understanding of where we are and where we need to go. First and foremost, we must educate ourselves on money, what money actually is, what debt is, and especially what wealthy people do with money and beyond. In the later episodes, I'm going to go into how we weren't set up this way, especially with college, especially with the, the influence of the philosophy of go to college, get a piece of paper, get a degree, and get a good job. In that mindset, we are not educated about money. I can testify to thousands of hours of school, attending school for thousands of hours from grade school all the way through college. I have an engineering degree. I can testify for thousands of hours of education. And in those thousands of hours of education, zero to none on money. If I look back on all of my education and really consider every important area of my life, There's probably limited to no education on finances, on money, on wealth, on the book like Napoleon Hill, like thinking and growing rich, on relationships, on communication, on my health, on nutrition, on a healthy diet, on my spirituality. There was no education on all the most important areas of our life. And there was definitely no education on what wealthy people do with money and beyond. So second, we must have a clear understanding of our relationship to money, finances, and debt. So first, we got to educate ourselves on money. And second, we have to have a clear understanding of our own personal relationship to money, finances, and debt, and our own sound and true financial philosophy. If we don't have a philosophy now, we have to create a sound and true financial philosophy. And this is going to impact every area of our lives, our finances, our relationships, our environment, home, our spirituality, and health. Some folks I hear say money is not everything as long as you have love, right? As long as you have love, money is not everything. It's not important. And I I just sit back and go, really? It was kind of funny when everybody was kind of, when we got locked down, it was funny to watch what happened. I had prepared for it. And the one thing I didn't prepare for was toilet paper. Didn't stock up on toilet paper. And it was quick to see how fast people made a run when something as basic as toilet paper. So if money is not everything, I, 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 I challenge everybody to do this. Like Try providing for and taking care of our loved ones without money. Try to provide for and take care of our loved ones with the basic needs of life without money. And if you really love the, the folks that you love, like if you, your loved ones, and you can't take care of them, is that love? If you can't provide for them and look out for their well-being, is that true love? Is that practical love? It's just something to consider. If we do not have a sound financial philosophy, if we don't have a sound foundation in financial peace, financial prosperity, wealth, if we don't have that foundation in those concepts, our loved ones will suffer in every area of their lives, especially their health. Our generations will suffer. Our children's children, our generations will be slaves. If we continue the way we're going and we continue with inaccurate ways of thinking about money, if we we accept debt as a normal part of our life, then our children and their children's children will be slaves. 
There has to be somebody that wakes up, wakes up and changes the course of their family. and says, you know what? We're going to go down this path. This is going to be our legacy of financial peace and financial freedom. Anyone has, who has told their children, and I'm, I'm here, it's me, I've told my children, I encourage them to go to college, to play college lacrosse. Anyone has told their children to go to college, get a degree, and get that piece of paper to get a good job, encourage their children to be slaves. The whole school system is designed to sit, tell our children to sit down, be quiet, and be good little students, just like they'll be good little workers in the job force, the workforce. There's so many videos out there now about how boys, with, they're being labeled with ADHD, but they're sitting in the classroom, and these classrooms are not designed for a boy's energy, their natural energy to play, to be dynamic, to move around, to, to, to be tactile and, and to get involved in things and to learn through kinetic activity, dynamic activity. The classrooms were designed for an industrial age school system to create workers. They weren't designed for our children's creativity. But again, if, we, if we've encouraged our children to go off to college to get that good job, then we've potentially encouraged them to be slaves. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not downcasting college and the perspective of, obviously, you may need a college degree when it comes to certain professions and certain pursuits in life and certain careers. Of course, you're going to need a college degree and further education if you choose to be a lawyer, engineer, doctor, computer programmer, or whatever. Like, Or you want to go do something that you are called to do and inspired to do and love. It's a passion that you love, a labor of love that requires a college degree. Of course, I'm advocating to get a college degree. I'm just not advocating college debt. And we're going to talk more about that in, the, in these three episodes. I'm just not encouraging college debt. But here's the key. If those lawyers, doctors, engineers, etc., use massive debt to get those degrees, if anyone uses massive debt to get those degrees, they're still slaves. And they're slaves until they pay the college loans off. They're slaves until they get an actual ROI, a return on investment on the loans, the college loans, and the interest on those loans. Let me say that one again. They're still slaves until they pay off the interest on those loans. And that can be substantial. So first of all, let's dig into the topic of money and do our own research on money. What is money actually and how does it impact our life? For a light bulb moment and some inspiration to study money in depth, just go to YouTube and watch this YouTube video called Money is Debt. You can get a a general overview, a very general overview in terms of money is debt. Just search it out. The title is literally called Money as Debt. The bottom line is that money is an illusion. Our currency, I mean, our currency can change in a split second. This, of course, brings us to the reality that we must have a very clear understanding of what money is and what our financial philosophy around money is in life and how it affects every area of our lives, our actual finances, our relationships, our environment, our spirituality and health. How does money and our relationship to money and our philosophy impact those areas? As I mentioned in the previous podcast, in my career as a police officer, it's extremely critical to always know our actual location, our 1020, to know, in this case, to know our financial 1020, our financial 20. And let's remember, as we talked about in the last podcast, honesty and truth are an actual location. Honesty and truth are a 1020. 
especially when we study our finances, our actual finances, and our relationship with money and debt. Lying, on the other hand, lying or living in a false story of one's location and not being honest about one's headspace or heart space in our finances, our financial 20, our financial location, that can be incredibly costly in one's life. It can be incredibly costly in one's walk with God, in our relationships, in our finances, in our health. Facts, accurate and true facts in life can also be a location or a reference point to begin a journey of growth. Accurate facts, true facts can be the beginning of a journey of growth in financial peace or financial freedom. Facts and truth in our finances and about money are also important in helping people understand their location financially. So, accurate and true facts can be a starting location, a 1020 for blessings, prosperity, and growth. So, in life, it's key that we know our exact financial location. Knowing your exact financial location, your financial 20, is a critical reference point. And then being honest about our exact location, our headspace and heart space, is very important for successful finances and stewardship over God's blessings. And see, that's the key. Like, we are stewards over what God has provided us, God's provision over God's blessings. So having those, the truth lead us, accurate, accurate facts lead us, we can steward God's blessings much more successfully. Now, God's truth and wisdom actually point to this reference point this location in true and accurate thinking about money or about finances. So I love Philippians 4, 6 to 8. We've, we've done this a ton of times in episodes, right? But let's, let's apply finances to this scripture. Let's add finances or money into this scripture and see what it says about finances or money. And right out the gate, Philippians 4, 6 to 8 says, hey, do not be anxious about anything. So, when it comes to money and finances, don't worry. Don't be anxious, right? But in every situation, in every financial situation, every financial challenge, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving to God, right? Present your request to God. So when you're facing a challenge, a new job, or deciding around a new source of income, or spending any money, or spending any substantial amount of money, and you're worried, or the worry or doubts, present your request to God. Kneel before God and say, hey, I need your wisdom and I need your truth in this matter in regards to where I'm putting my value. Where am I placing my value, right? Where am I going to place my energy and my effort, my time and my value, which could correlate to money? Then the scripture continues, when we do this, when we're not anxious and we present our request to God in thanksgiving, right, through prayer and petition, God... The peace of God will transcend all of our understanding. It will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And the scripture continues, right? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true financially, right? Whatever is noble in regards to money, whatever is right in regards to finances and money, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent in finances or money or praiseworthy, think about such things. So even scripture is going to tell us, even when it comes in every area of our life, we've got to think about such things. But in our financial arena, we have to think about financial truth and financial excellence. We have to think about those things. And whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it in practice and the God of peace will be with you. 
See, in Philippians 4, 12 to 13 continues with this. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. So he has learned to be content in any and every situation. Let's just say financially. He's learned to be content in any and every situation involving money. Obviously, in this scripture, he's learning, he's talking about life. But what if we were to have that mindset around every area of our life, including our finances? Whether we're well-fed or hungry, whether we're living in plenty or want. And the scripture goes and continues and finishes with this. I can do all this through Christ or through him who gives me strength. So if we place Christ at the center of our lives in every area of our lives, our spirituality, our homes, our health, and even our finances, if we put him at the center, then we can do all things through Christ. So in regards to our financial journey, a starting point to identify ourselves in our location, our 20, right, our 1020, when we're trying to identify that starting point, we can begin with our thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, and perceptions about finances, money, debt, and beyond. So the starting point to locate our financial 1020, our 1020, is to zero in on our thoughts, our beliefs, attitudes, and perceptions around money and around finances. For starters, that I, I advocate that we ask purpose-fulfilling questions in regard to our financial 1020. We ask God, we seek out the universe, we ask about the truth. One of the questions right out the gate that we could ask in regards to before we even get a source of income, before we look out into the world for a career, is like, is there a fulfilling way for us or for me to create, a, create and make income that honors who we truly are? who I truly am, right? Is there a fulfilling way to create and make money, make income that honors who I am? Does our, does our source of income support and align with truth? Does our source of income support and align with our goals and desires in every area of our life? So does our source of income, does our money, does our finances bless and align with our goals and intentions and a sense of peace and freedom in every area of our life? Does our income or our money bless and align with our finances and relationships, our home environment, our spirituality, and especially our health, like our physical and mental health? Does our source of income or our money bless that and bless it all? I mean, let's be real and raw, right? Let's be real and raw. Our rally cry for our finances or our sources of income should be our bodies, our choice, our labor, our choice. The money we make should be ours, and we should be able to choose how we spend it, wherever we spend it. The bottom line is we're not slaves. We are free men and free women. We are Americans, period. And we need to start operating that way. We have to start operating as free men and free women. And I'm going to go deeper into that in the following episodes. That we have to make a stand. We have to be willing to go to war for financial independence and financial peace and financial freedom. You see, the truth in Christ and the truth about money will indeed set us free. So if we can dig into the truth and the truth can be revealed to us, starting with Christ, and then we can get the truth about money and finances and, finan and a solid financial philosophy, we will indeed set ourselves free. So in the next week, Dig into your financial part of your life and ask yourself, what is your financial 20? Like, 
What is your financial 1020? What is your actual financial location? See, the key is to ask that question and answer it consistently. Like for me, it's every day, every week, every month, and beyond. And I answer it with fact and truth. As I dig into it, I ask that question and I seek out the facts. I seek out the truth. Right? We can also, for the next week, ask God to reveal wisdom and truth in regards to money and sound financial principles, to put, bring that information into your life. Ask God to start bringing that information into your life in whatever form, through a coach, through a leader, through a book, through a YouTube video, through something. Ask God to reveal wisdom and truth to you, to us, in regards to money and sound financial philosophy. Ask God to reveal your life's purpose and calling and how you can align your efforts and sources of income with this calling and purpose. Ask God to show you ways and how you can align your purpose with your financial income. Ask God to reveal to you a clear path for you to achieve financial peace and independence and ultimately financial freedom. Ask God to, to reveal to you a path, a clear path. As always, my wish for you is peace and blessings. Peace and especially financial abundance. And as I pray, I pray that your 20, that your financial 1020 is blessed with peace, prosperity, happiness, truth, trust, love, and respect. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through and over our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, and the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ.